Hello and welcome to another edition of our Sustainability Perspectives podcast series. Accompanying our Sustainability Awards 2021 and the Sustainable Packaging Summit, in this series we are speaking to a range of leading industry players from across the packaging value chain to share their insights on major sustainability topics. So today we're getting Avery Dennison's perspective on how innovations in smart technology, connectivity and materials can transform the packaging industry and also boost sustainability. And um, yeah, I'm very pleased to be speaking to Hassan Rumaile, who is Vice President and General Manager for Label and Graphic Materials for the EMEA region at Avery Dennison. So yeah, welcome Hassan, and uh, thank you very much for being here today. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. It was good uh, talking to you today as well. Great, yeah, looking forward to the uh, conversation. So, um, yeah, to start off with, um, I was wondering, um, smart technology advances in connectivity and material innovation have already transformed the uh, packaging industry. Um, could you talk us through some of the development, development milestones there? Yeah, I think at Avery Dennison, uh, we are uh, in a luxury position where we are sitting on the interface between the physical and the digital materials. I think we have a a very strong foundation and a very strong business in material science and uh, and materials offerings, which is labels, graphics, reflective materials uh, that get uh, access to every single product you could buy on uh, in your daily life. But we also have another uh, key strength within the company, emerging strength over the last 10 years, which is our intelligent labels business, which is adding the digital element and uh, the software capabilities into uh, some of these physical solutions. So we got the marriage of both, uh, best of both worlds between physical and digital. And that's how we're thinking about it uh, for the next evolution of, of, of the industry in the next 10, uh, 15, 20 years uh, by utilizing our extensive footprint and physical access and physical materials, but trying to add the digital element and the software capabilities to, to that access and reach uh, as we go forward. So in terms of key uh, development milestones, I think we have a very uh, strong business today, uh, intelligent labels built uh, around RFID, radio frequency ID that uh, we're implementing uh, uh, very successfully in areas such as uh, food and logistics. And I think we have ambitions to continue to grow it into other verticals as well as, uh, as we go forward. So this is just kind of roughly the, the, the big thinking or the picture around how we're thinking about it. And um, I was wondering, in the course of um, developing and pushing these um, solutions forwards, um, were there any major hurdles that had to be overcome, and um, how did you do, do so? Yeah, one one of the key hurdles, I think, there's some short her- short term hurdles, and there's longer term hurdles. The short term hurdles, as you know, COVID uh, has created uh, many issues in many areas, specifically around ship uh, availability uh, for silicon manufacturing. But that should be a transient issue that uh, be overcome over the coming uh, several months. Uh, but in terms of medium to longer term challenges, it's really around building the use case and the value proposition as we continue to push in specific verticals. And like with any new technology, when you're trying to disrupt an existing uh, status quo situation or existing business, you need a very strong value proposition and use case in, uh, in many of these areas. So that's one uh, of the challenges we had historically and uh, we were able to overcome it and, and build very successful business models around it that's one and the second one is around access in some key verticals uh, historically we had very good access excellent access i would say in the apparel uh, uh, business uh, 
uh, for intelligent labels. And I think now we're utilizing some of our uh, other sister business units uh, to have very good access on uh, fresh fresh produce, fresh food, uh, quick service restaurants, uh, and also on the logistics side uh, by working with our sister business units. And as we evolve into the future, I think we also need to uh, build access across other uh, verticals to be able to uh, implement the technology and pilot the use cases and uh, and some of the new technologies that we're bringing to the table. So th- those would be the couple of areas I think we're investing heavily in as we uh, continue going forward, either organically or through leveraging the strength across different business units within Avery Denison or through specific ventures or M&A that will get us some of that access. Thank you. And um, yeah, I wanted to zoom in a bit closer on the relationship between materials and technology. Um, I was wondering how can they enable each other and facilitate new innovation? Yeah, maybe I think the simplest way, Elizabeth, what I would do is uh, give you maybe a good example. I think if you reflect back two, three years ago, there was a big uh, pushback, I would say, against uh, plastic, single-use plastic, which was a legit concern. I think uh, single-use plastic has been abused over the last uh, several decades in terms of overuse and overconsumption and generating a lot more plastic than can be handled or recycled or uh, regenerated but we have seen the, the conversation shifting uh, in a very strong way towards a more holistic view on sustainability and uh, looking at it from an ESG perspective, environmental, social, and governance perspective. And we see the conversation evolving towards uh, net zero or carbon strategy, right? So, so if you take a step back, a single-use plastic is one of those work streams, but then you got uh, wastewater treatment, you got food waste, you got uh, many other uh, aspects of sustainability, energy usage that goes well beyond just uh, emotional and uh, knee-jerk reaction on single-use plastic. Single-use plastic is one of the initiatives, but what we want to avoid is short-term thinking by switching from plastic to glass or, or to aluminum or to something else just to you could emotionally and psychologically say, oh, yeah, I moved away from plastic. But in real life, you're creating more uh, greenhouse uh, emissions uh, than just using plastic. So the way we're thinking about it is more holistically. So the example I use is in terms of food waste. Uh, food waste is one of the biggest generators of emissions uh, globally. And without the use of plastic in a responsible way, many of the food and fresh produce you use would spoil much faster. So in other words, if you eliminate completely the use of plastic, you will end up in a, in a much worse situation in terms of uh, emissions than actually using plastic responsibly. And even more importantly, adding a digital element or tracking element to be able to do so. So in other words, if we could uh, digitalize the food value chain in terms of track and trace and being able to alert the users and the producers and the manufacturers and retailers and distributors into the freshness of the food, we would be able to substantially eliminate uh, food waste. And by doing so, we would be able to improve uh, or lower the emissions uh, based on uh, the savings that you create from uh, less water, uh, food or water consumption 
by leveraging the digitalization of the value chain. So that's really the way we're thinking about it. Uh, of course, we're still working very strongly on reducing uh, plastic, reducing materials in general, but also looking at the circularity of these materials in addition to uh, reduce and reuse uh, of these materials by bringing the digital element to it. Mm, yeah, it's definitely important to keep the um, keep the big picture in mind and not be drawn just by um, what's um, what's fashionable at the moment. Um, I was wondering, um, sort of digging a bit deeper into this as well. Do you have any other examples about um, how um, the interaction between materials and technology can help help make packaging more sustainable? Yeah, there's one uh, one other uh, uh, idea we're working on and uh, we're, we're piloting it is to be able to. Like today, every single package you buy has a caloric uh, content on the package. So in other words, you have a label that shows how many calories, what's the nutritional ingredients on it. Uh, we envision a future where every label will very likely have a carbon footprint uh, of the contents and the package on it. And that's not just of the package or the content itself, but also across the whole value chain, meaning what was the carbon footprint of producing the raw materials that went into the components that went into the formulations inside the, uh, some of these packaged foods. So in terms of CPGs, and uh, uh, that's an area I think we, we, we think heavily that it will evolve in that direction. And we've seen a lot of activities in that area, but most of the activities today are based on assumptions. So uh, you would say you would do some mathematical calculation says, hey, based on this data, we assume that this is how much carbon emission is being generated by this package or this product, uh, et cetera. And I think the value that we could bring to the table is take it from an assumptions and estimates into an absolute uh, precise uh, data based on factual uh, figures. Uh, so that's, I think, the value proposition that uh, we're working on that we could sharpen as we go forward uh, in terms of connecting the physical to the digital material. So the label will no longer be just uh, a physical tool to label the ingredients and the content and the calories and, uh, and uh, some of the legal requirements, but it also go above and beyond by giving you uh, a digital footprint of the total impact on the environment of the consumption and the use of the product and the package for that specific uh, product that you're buying which will enable consumers to be uh, very sustainably conscious and be able to make uh, greener decisions for their consumptions uh, by looking at different packages, different contents, and being able to make a decision on what to purchase. And that will also enable CPGs and retailers to look at their overall carbon footprint based on uh, their distributed products and offerings to be able to meet their long-term strategy of being uh, net zero by 2050. So you could see it's uh, impacting the, the whole uh, the whole value chain. So that's, this was another example in addition to the one I mentioned earlier around food waste. This is more around track and trace and giving full visibility on the value chain for consumers on the impact on the environment they're having by their uh, specific uh, purchases and their preferences. Mm, yeah, sort of definitely transparency is a, is a key issue there, <laughs> isn't it? And um, just... Um knowing more what's happening across the, the value chain. Um, I was wondering, um, could you tell me a bit more about some other recent developments at Avery Dennison in that area? For example, um, a fairly recently launched Atma. 
Atma, I think, is a, is a software platform that we launched uh, about a year ago. And uh, Atma is really uh, the concept behind it is to have uh, a data management tool and a software management tool that could act almost, uh, think about it as a helicopter view that has touch points with all the digital triggers that you have across the value chain. So in other words, if you make product at point A, you ship it to point B, you add different features to it in point C, then you distribute it at point D, uh, goes to retailer at point E, and then consumer at point D. What Atma would do would have touch points from points A, B, C, D, E, F, all the way through and be able to track and trace uh, across the whole value chain uh, what's going on with that product or that offering. And this will enable full visibility across the value chain uh, the team has piloted it now and launched it in specific areas in apparel. Uh, we're looking at it in other verticals to continue to expand that value proposition uh, beyond other verticals where it makes value. And I think the key item here is around uh, making sure you pick the right use cases and create the value proposition for the end consumer retailer and the CPGs to be able to accelerate the adoption of uh, these technologies. But I go back to the beginning, what I mentioned, uh, Atma is a very powerful tool along with the digital triggers, but it needs to be married directly to the physical uh, assets or the physical products that we sell, right? So this is our uh, strength as Avery Dennison. We sit at the sweet spot or the interface between selling the physical materials, but being able to digitalize them and make them more intelligent. And the third dimension is beyond making them uh, digital and more intelligent is have a software and platform management tool that connects all the dots across the whole value chain. So think of it as a trifecta. You got the, the physical materials, you got the digital triggers and the intelligent inlays that we put in. And then the third one is the data management. So this is the, the triangle that we're operating within that we think will add uh, an excellent value for uh, consumers, CPGs, retailers uh, downstream. So, And um, yeah, I was um, think, wondering, um, looking at what's already possible today and um, also likely future developments, um, what do you anticipate the future of labeling to look like? Yeah, I think the future of labeling uh, or the future of... So when we think of future of labeling, Elizabeth, to be honest with you, we think one step downstream we think about the future of packaging right because a label is meant to go on a package uh, at least from the label and packaging materials perspective and i'll give you the broader avery denison perspective in a second uh, but we think in terms of future of packaging and then we backcast it to what does that mean for the future of labeling right so we think in that dimension in terms of future of packaging, uh, we've done a very uh, deep analysis uh, within a group of uh, strategy team within Avery Dennison. And we came up with three key parameters that we think will be the future of uh, driving the future of packaging. One is around digital consumer experience. So this is absolutely a trend that will continue around digital consumer experience. Uh, the second one is holistic sustainability. So it's beyond just single-use plastic. It's looking at the whole environmental impact and carbon footprint and carbon strategy. That's another key element. And the third one is around efficient value chains. Uh, in many cases, you see uh, multiple A, B, C, D, E, F uh, across the value chain. Are there ways to disrupt uh, through technology, either software or physical or digital uh, that kind of value chains. These are the three macro trends we see in terms of future of packaging. 
And now we're in the process of taking those three macro trends driving the future packaging and then translate them on what does that mean for our future developments in terms of, uh, of labeling. But it is pretty clear to us that uh, thinking based on the two examples I shared earlier, thinking in terms of holistic sustainability and how can we maximize our digital consumer experience, those will be critical game changers for us. And our vision at Avery Dennison is actually to be sitting at the emotional, I call it the emotional checkpoint between consumers and brands. So no matter what happens in the future, whether it's digital, whether it's physical, whether it's pressure sensitive, whether it's uh, direct to substrate, whether it's directly printed on the package, as long as we are in a position to be sitting at that emotional uh, checkpoint or intersection between consumers and brands, I think we will be in a, in a very good spot uh, going forward based on the capabilities we have and the, and the reach and the access. But thinking of it that way in terms of future of packaging and how it translates into the future of labeling. Yeah, that sounds like there's um, exciting times ahead and it, um, it'll be interesting to see how this all pans out. So um, yeah, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thank you very much for speaking to me today, Hassan. It was great to have you here. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. It's great questions. And I think uh, these are some of the key questions actually at the top of our mind as we continue to evolve our business for the future generation of, uh, of Avery Dennison uh, employees and leaders, uh, I would say, for the next 25 years. And uh, yeah, we're thinking how this whole industry could evolve into the future. It's a very strong industry building a very solid foundation of materials and, uh, and uh, physical offerings, but it is evolving into more uh, the combination of digital and physical. And that's the areas we're investing in heavily as we continue uh, to evolve our business. And uh, no, again, thank you for your time and uh, look forward to have uh, further conversations in the future as we make more progress in, uh, in some of those areas I shared with you. Mm, absolutely yes thank you Hassan and uh, yeah thank you for listening everybody as well make sure you subscribe to Packaging Europe or follow us on LinkedIn or Twitter to be kept up to date with upcoming discussion panels interviews and commentary mm-hmm.